crickets. Because this is a war. It's a fight. It's a battle. It was like brothers. A $14 million bounty on his head. And everyone in the city wants a piece of it. I say the odds are about even. John Wick, excommunicado, in effect, in three, two, one. This means Billy! What is happening? You're the only person I know that knows anything about this Cape Crusader stuff. AM to the BM, BM to the AM. You have super strength! You just you're like a bad guy, right? I'm bulletproof. This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. You know what? I'm going to record this time. So I hit the record <laughs> button. Unlike last time, where the only segment I have recorded is the segment that YouTube decided to save. Last week was weird. So, like, you might notice yeah. the podcast last week is, like, the 15 minutes at the end. And there was some weird, like, tornado activity going on earlier in the day. So, I think that might have played a part in it. But, like, we streamed, like, 45 minutes, but the stream was wonky. And then suddenly it just went down. Like, it was weird. I, like, yeah. Discord went down. Um, the stream went down. But my internet connection, like, skyrocketed. Like, all of a sudden it was, like... At fucking yeah. super fast. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? You so see, I got everything back online, end, and then it, the huh. first 45 minutes are gone. <laughs> see, now I've gone back and I've rewatched the live stream mm-hmm. like later that night. And what I saw, it looked like I dropped out. But from my end, what it looked like was you kind of froze into one thing. Yeah. And you cut out almost mid phrase. Mm hmm. And, like, I kind of heard, like, everything that you had said, but then it came right back into where we connected right immediately. Yeah. So, like, it's almost kind of like I, I, like, you know, what was, like, a few moments for me was seconds for you. So it was kind of like the quantum realm. Ooh, yeah. No, it was way, all over but, the like, place. <laughs> but I didn't get to see some monstrosity of a face. Yeah, no, it was weird. Little, like, I feel cheated. Like, I was trying to get the stream back up. I saw it was going, like, uh... Yeah. Like, the internet was going super fast, but for some reason I couldn't get off the, the freeze frame of me, and I couldn't, like... It was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Nothing is making sense. <laughs> None of it. But I guess, uh, if you guys are interested, uh, what, what what did we cover last week? We covered a cocaine bear. Cocaine bear! Yeah. I, I would say, overall, my thoughts were it's not as much fun as I hoped, but was a lot of fun overall. Oh, I, oh, I strongly disagree. Uh, <laughs> I feel that it was just the right level of camp and, like, just goofiness mm-hmm. that everything that it should have been. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I wasn't expecting anything, like, you know, award-winning mm-hmm. by any means. Well, I mean, it sounds... It's, I don't know if that's strongly disagree. It just sounds like yeah, it was a bit more what you were expecting. And I think, yeah, it was exactly what I did expected. Did I have higher standards for it? I don't know. 
It was it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was, <laughs> it, it, was it, it was called Cocaine Bear. I mean, yeah. To be honest, the fact that David Lee Roth didn't come out in the first five minutes of it, I already knew. Like, okay, we're going this route. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> it, I, I won't object to David Lee Roth appearing out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, I mean, like. Steven Tyler, but I don't think cocaine was really his thing. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, heroin and minors. That was his thing. You want to know whose thing was cocaine? Barry's. Phil Collins. <laughs> not su- Again, not surprised. <laughs> yeah, no. Not surprised at all. Eric Clapton. There, He has a famous t-shirt that says, no snow, no show. Yeah, he's, uh, I think he might have a song called that. <laughs> well, he has a song called Cocaine. But, which, didn't hear that in the movie. Huh, yeah, what's up with that? Well, it might be because I mean, they don't he... want to give... It might be because they don't want to give Eric Clapton money because he is a dick. Musical yeah, genius, sure a but dick. a dick. Yeah, yeah, like, he, he's, he's laid down some great guitar tracks. God, like, yeah, I... I he's I, had some very uh, decisive hot takes over the years. Yeah, like, f- he's got some songs I absolutely love, but fuck. Yeah. Like, every once in a while, he I comes mean, out with a hot take, and I'm like, Fuck, dude, are you serious? I mean, one of my favorite formations mm. of a super group that is like one of those like once in a lifetime sort of groups was mm-hmm. bl- is Blind Faith. Mm-hmm. And like, I-, I love that album. I love that album. I think it's like, and I'm a huge Winwood fan too. But I still think that's my favorite thing with Winwood that really? he's probably ever done. Definitely. And a lot of it is just the chemistry between all the musicians. Well, the main, the three main guys really. The, the bass player was the studio musician. Like, I, I can't recall his name off the top of my head, but he was so much more than just that. Like, he contributed so much, but, like, when people went to see him, they were there to see Steve Winwood, Eric Clapton, and Ginger Baker. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean... They are names. People have heard they of them. They are names, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, Clapton loved the uh, powder. He loved yeah. to do some skiing. Well, you know who else <laughs> did? That bear. <laughs> that bear. Yeah, he, uh... <laughs> Ate a whole seventy pounds of coke, as I recall the story I read about it. Mm-hmm. And the actual bear uh, is on display in the woods in some uh, in some in one in a wilderness, like a ranger station in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You can get your photo taken with the actual bear that just ate seventy pounds of cocaine and and had an overdose. Yeah, has one foot after ingesting seventy pounds of cocaine. The the bear in the movie has a much happier ending. And a much funnier a, ending. And, a, and Ray Liotta was great in that movie. Ray Liotta, yeah, Ray Liotta was Ray Liotta awesome. was the true villain in that movie, and he was great. <laughs> the kids um, eating the coke off the pocket knife in the beginning was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Let's see. And then we covered the first half of Mandalorian Season 2. That is yeah. a... Uh, we'll definitely get more into that when we result, when we wrap up that season. But uh, yeah, yeah, I would say that was that's a solid uh, beginning for that season, but wasn't quite as good as I thought the beginning of season one. But uh, no, but this yeah, didn't it, have to do a lot of world building. It mm-hmm. was definitely more of like you know exploring the universe as we know, but we're meeting new characters within mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's cool, and we're kind of yeah. getting more of an insight to uh, Mando's backstory by meeting people that he's known or some who he is mm-hmm. cross. With. And we also meet uh, Timothy Opalant in this. Yeah, Timothy Opalant pops up, and yeah, yeah. Like Mickey. I wasn't sure what to think of him when he first popped up in Boba Fett's armor, but like towards the end, it's like okay, I'm on board. <laughs> He's yeah, a cool guy. Right. 
And then uh, you also meet Katie Sackoff and her, like, group of Mandalorians, and you find out that uh, Mando is part of a ultra-zealous religious sect, and it's like, oh, that actually kind of makes sense. That actually, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, they take off the helmet in front of him, he's like, you're not Mandalorians, and they're like, oh, you're old school, aren't you? Yeah, no, we, we gave up on that one. That one's just weird. <laughs> Oh, are you still there? Did I disconnect? Yeah, I am. I am. I'm just trying to. Oh, so OBS dis- on the actual stream itself. OBS just disconnected from uh, the internet. Okay, we are reconnecting. I'm glad I'm recording. I'm glad I'm. Yeah, I'm just checking on the uh, stream itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, we should be going back up. We're being moment. we're being vigilant about it this week. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're like on. To- I'm like on top of it because I have up on my phone. I have this circle here. <sighs> Yeah, I got an, I got a window open, but I also have two other tabs open. It's like OBS is saying right now there's no internet connection, and it's like, no, I'm talking to you. That's not possible. <laughs> yeah. That's not how the internet works. <laughs> I can close. I'll, I'll close that children of the corn tab. Well, it's not. That, <laughs> your, your internet's not going to connect. Yeah, if your internet's come through to me, that's not going to affect it. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I'm really starting to think you uh, YouTube does not like streaming from sw- small channels. <laughs> Probably. But we're recording it anyways. We could just yes. keep rolling. We, I will yeah. re-upload it later. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's let. Uh, so what else do we talk about? Oh, yeah. Well, there's a little bit of Creed 2 in uh, what was recorded. That being said, overall, Creed 2 was uh, something I overall enjoyed quite a bit. Fucking, yeah. Pro- like, definitely a great, great addition to its predecessor. Like, yeah. Creed and Creed 2, like, are amazing, amazing additions to the Rocky iconography. Or, yeah. Woman, I guess. But, no. and definitely is, is strong. Both of those stand up enough. To, uh, I'm trying not to get too much into my thoughts of Creed 3 and mm-hmm. talk about these two in past tense, so this is a little yeah. well, difficult for me for reasons why we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, these two, I, I really feel that they are definite bookends to stories that were started, Yeah, but definitely great legacy bookends. Yeah. Just how, like, with two, we're still seeing, like, you know... I guess, you know, afterward of, you know, how Ivan has been dealing with from, uh, or Ivan dealt with, you know, or what he had to deal with since after losing to Rocky and having to go in Russia mm-hmm. and how his family got kicked to the Ukraine and, you know, they were just shunned from, from Russia. And now, like, his son was doing so good that he's building up. But, you know, even, like, you know, I felt in that one, like, you know, he kind of realized that this he's doing this all for his dad. Yeah. He doesn't care. He just yeah. is doing it for his dad. Yeah. Yeah. No, and yeah, it's total spoilers, but like Yeah. The the <laughs> when when his dad throws in the towel, like you get the feels in that moment. Um it's like shit. Yeah. Um Absolutely. It, yeah, no, it's just that is such Creed two is like such a well done movie and it, I I like every every time I go back into it, I'm always impressed how they take the goofiest as shit Rocky movie. That movie is so off the off the 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 hinges goofy, but yeah. I kind of love it too. Rocky Four. They take that goofy fucking movie and the goofy villain from that movie, and they make a serious dramatic story around that <clears throat> villain, and it works. 
it like they make works a, they, so well. They make a very grounded sequel. Like yeah, it's so much more than just the boxing match. Yeah, like that's like it talks about like you know family and like histories and secrets and lost deal mm-hmm. like coping. Like it, it's 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 great. Mm-hmm. Really great storytelling. Yes. Um, Excuse me. Okay. I think we're ready for uh, the news. Uh, yeah, let's move into the news. First one is Tom Sizemore. Um, okay. 61 years old. Fucking kind of a legend. Like, he, no, he is a legend. Um, I, pull, I was just pulling up some of his stuff. And, like, in the late 90s, like, mid to late 90s, it was, uh, well, he had True Romance in 93. And then Natural Born mm-hmm. Killers, uh, Strange Days, Heat. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, which is probably why I best know him from at this point. Yeah. Enemy of the State. Like, Jesus. Oh, I forgot about Red Planet. Yeah, he was totally in Red Planet. Um, I haven't seen Black Hawk Down in a while. Big Trouble I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, no. This... Oh, God, Dreamcatcher. He was also in... Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher was bad. Dream... Yeah, he was in Dreamcatcher. <laughs> he was in Dreamcatcher. Yes, he was. <laughs> He was also in uh, Polly Shore is Dead. Yeah, I have not seen Polly Shore is Dead. Oh, we should add that to the list. Yeah, we could. Um, but yeah, uh, absolutely fucking great actor. Um, I, well, he had like an aneurysm, and then they had to uh, eventually pull the plug. Yeah. Bomb. Well, yeah, his family decided to like keep him on uh, life support. Mm-hmm. Or just pretty much move him into hospice care, and uh, it just kind of time just kind of he just kind of passed away slowly. They were just kind of let him be in the best care so he could do that. Here, I'm gonna go ahead and just stop the stream because it is. I think it's just slowing us down at this point, and it's not. It's not sending a signal, and I don't know why. <laughs> All right, but we are recording. That's we'll cool. just do this the old-fashioned way. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll do it. I mean, we'll do it previously recorded. It doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> yeah, we can't really do the Bill O'Reilly thing. Yeah. Can't be like, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do it previously recorded. <laughs> but yeah, um trying to think. You know, if I were to pick a Tom Sizemore performance, I might go with Strange Days simply because it's one that people don't talk about as much. And he was a great villain in that one. Um if you had to pick one, what would you go with? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go with Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, it is the classic, yeah. I mean... Yeah, I really gotta go with that yeah. one. It's, it's, like I said, that's, that's the one, like, if you bring up Tom Sizemore, my brain goes to Saving Private Ryan. Even though that's not... It, it goes to that, it goes to his monologue. Yeah. I just think of his monologue immediately. Yeah, he's, he... Fucking, he's awesome, and he will be missed. Only 61 years old. Um, the other story uh, I thought would be interesting to talk about, and it leads into our first movie, um, Sylvester Sloan, not in Creed 3. I was certain he would have some sort of cameo or something in this. They would just, like, reduce his role, but give him a cameo. Maybe he's just on a phone call or something, but no. He, yeah, he that's, that's kind of what I was expecting. He too. was absolutely not in this one at all. They, they, I think he has one or two name drops, but uh, that's it. And I don't even think they, they actually give a reason for why he's not there. Now, if you watch Creed 2, 
The reason, I would assume, is because he's actually spending time with his family, which is something he should be doing. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Sylvester Stallone's nowhere to be seen. Um, apparently, uh, what was going on is, uh, the rights, he doesn't own the rights, and he did not like the direction the story was going in. Um, and so, yeah, he just kind of got forced out, which I have, like, I don't like him getting forced out, but at the same time, I'm also, we'll get into it when we get into Creed 3, I don't know what his huge objections to the story were either. Um, I, I think from what the interview that I read was yeah. that he kind of had just, he didn't like the direction that the story was going to go, and he didn't feel it fit where the last few that he had mm-hmm. helped craft were going. Yeah, well, I, I know he said like, I, he said something like he didn't like how it was uh, uh, darker, darker tonally. Um which it was. Yeah, no, it was. Um, that's actually one of the things I like about. It. I will say, I think, I think to a degree it was missed, and we'll we'll get more into detail here. But like, he's a solid filmmaker, and Michael B. Jordan, I think, does a good job. But you can kind of tell it's a freshman effort too. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think having like, somebody there, else there's a lot of shots have, like you know help advise yeah. on yeah i mean there's a lot of shots in there that you could like like you said you could tell are like a freshman effort and yeah. that's nothing like slander it's a solid about it. freshman effort solid it is a solid effort but there's yeah. just like just subtle things yeah that were in there that i kind of really questioned why mm-hmm. but that that's again we will get into that when we yeah again, start talking details. about it so like yeah i mean here here's the other thing about sylvester sloan i know and it's not in the article I know he's working with Richard Meyer, who is a comic skate guy, who is an absolute piece of shit for his, uh, what is that? That's an Expendables comic book. He's working with mm-hmm. Critical Drinker, who's going to do a Colonel Trout prequel comic book. So I don't like the people he Sylvester Stone's working with. And I hate saying that because he's I like Sylvester Stone. With those blow, he's actually working with those blowhards? Yeah. Well... I don't know if he's working with them or just giving them the rights to his stuff, but like, either they way, I don't like paid, it. They you probably know, paid pay play, man. I would, I would hope. I'm hoping they probably never had any direct con contact with Sly. You see, I, I hope, it'd, but I don't it'd be know. Like if we, I don't it'd be like if we emailed our, our, like if we fully fleshed out a, a full bond pitch between the two of us, mm-hmm. and we set it off there. Like, it's not like we're going to get a call from one of the Flemings or the Bricolis. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll listen to, like, we'll hear from, like, an assistant of an assistant of an assistant. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, I mean, I don't know, but, like, at the same it's, time... It's disheartening he, just the same. Yeah, yeah no, the, these are guys of somewhat prominence for being kind of awful, and he's giving him permission to do stuff with his properties that he doesn't have to, <laughs> The Organized Chaos Podcast, where everything's working perfectly. <laughs> or we are zero days without an incident. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> All right. But yeah, like like I said, like I like I don't know. I doubt he really knows who Richard Meyer and Critical Drinker are, but like he's giving him permission to work on his stuff. And it's not. I don't like Gross. that. Yeah, I don't like. I don't blame you. I and don't then, blame you. yeah, the the whole idea of him not liking this story—it's it. We'll get into it, but like, 
Like, here's, like, their issue, I, I will have issues with Creed 3, but, like, I think the story is actually foundationally very solid. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, Are you yeah. going no cam? Uh, I'm actually, I, I'm still on cam, but I turn off the virtual camera. I try to save on resources. <laughs> gotcha, okay. All right, but, uh, gotcha. yeah, are we ready for Creed 3? Yeah, yeah, let's get into three. All right, Creed three. So, my overall thoughts on this is that I liked this, but I definitely feel like this is the worst of the Creed movies so far. Agreed. Yeah, I, I liked it very much. I yeah. did, but I I still like one and two better. Yes. No, I I, I feel think like they are better yeah. stories, and well, it's not that this one was hurting or I mm-hmm. didn't like the dark nature no. of it actually i liked it because just like one and two it can stand on its own yeah as its own mm-hmm. there's a lot of it that is great there's a lot of great elements in it that are great like it also just kind of calls back to the first one because we we saw this event kind of happen mm. in the first one well yeah so oh. I mean, it's it's we, we get lots of backstory around uh, uh, Adonis and meeting um, his friend, uh, Dame, Damien, uh, who, Dang, you know, yeah. he's a bit older than him. But like, you know, obviously they're out and they're doing things that probably they shouldn't be doing. And I don't even know why I said probably because they shouldn't be doing the stuff they're doing. <laughs> no, they should not. But, uh, you know, they're 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 up to mischief, we'll say. Um, you know, they're, this is when they're teenagers and yeah, um, they, they definitely beat the crap out of a guy and, um, uh, when the police show up, Adonis runs away and, uh, Dame does not and he gets locked away for 18 years. Um, and I, this is like, so when Dame comes back. Adonis feels mm-hmm. obliged to help him to oblige because Dame was a boxer and he was like, I'm going to be the world champion. And then he lost 18 years of his life. So, so Adonis feels the need to help him. And I think overall, this is a solid story. Like they set up Dame and you know, you like as the audience member, you know, it's no, he's no good, but you also kind of get yeah. Adonis's point of view where it's like, I feel that I feel obliged to help him. And I feel like a lot of the issues I have with this, I hate to say it because I think it comes down to Michael B. Jordan just being a first-time director. Um, yeah. If you look at the Ryan Coogler's job in the first Creed or uh, Stephen Capel's job with the second Creed, those movies are directed, like, ridiculously well. Like, like there are shots that just tell you the story without a single word. In those movies, yeah, so that, many. And that's really one of my biggest complaints about this was just how it, a lot of how it was shot. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, like not not so much in the second half. Lot, I... oh, go ahead. Yeah. Not so much in the second half. Yeah. But there's a lot of choices that they made in the first one, like visually, like yeah. camera placement. The... And, and it, it kind of irked me a little. Like I'm I was yeah. sitting there in my chair going, oh, no, they're. Like, That's I feel like the first shot. half of this movie feels like a uh, medium shot in the movie. Like, it is yeah. dominated by medium shots, and it really becomes noticeable. Because yeah. there are times where it's like, I don't know if you want a middle medium shot for this. And 
Yeah, it's... The one in the bathroom, particularly. That one really kind of drove me nuts a little. Yeah. um... Like, you could even have that in one standing position Mm -hmm. and watch both of them play out the whole scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And still have it, and then even, like, and when she goes to exit the bathroom is when you pull that medium shot from behind him looking into the mirror. Mm -hmm. Like, I, that's... That's how I would have done it. But yeah. then again, I'm a fan of Kubrick. I would have had the one standing shot and people just, and then the actors act out in the frame. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a Kubrick fan, so that's how I would have done that. There's a billion ways to do it, but yeah, yeah, I feel, well, that's the thing. Like, when I watch this, I feel like Michael B. Jordan, like, he doesn't have his heart into, like, the, the dialogue scenes or thinking about how things should be set up no. for that. But I will say no. this, he definitely has his heart into the action scenes. Those are yes. those are incredibly creative how he did those. Um, uh, I liked uh, at, at first when uh, he was fighting Dane at the end and yeah. they went up really close to the two of them and they were kind of tied up mm-hmm. and then they backed out and Dodger Stadium was empty. Yeah, yeah. And you see most of the fight and all it's just of them. them. It's like nuts. all of that. I was like, yes, this is a choice I like. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with this one. I didn't like how the first fight looked. See, I, I like really the first fight. Like now, I what I like is it didn't really follow up. Like, they do the thing where it's like Creed is able like, kind of figure out weaknesses and exploit them, and then they don't do anything else with that. And it's like, okay, I guess. Mm. No, no, no. Not the first fight between him and uh, Adonis. Oh. Like, not Dane. Are, are, oh, the, are you uh, thinking first, of uh, Dane's first Dane's fight? With Dane's first fight. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I really hated how that looked. I, really? I, just, I thought that was all right. I, I mean, that fight no, was dirty I as fuck. <laughs> It was dirty, and I hate hate's too harsh. I didn't hate it, no. Mm. I I really didn't care for it. Uh, I think it was mostly just because I might have had the expectation of man, he's gonna. I bet he's gonna do those long cuts of the mm. fight, like yeah. no edits, like hardly any cuts, and right off the bat, like five quick cuts, and it's like oh. Mm. It was a little jarring to me. Yeah, no. I, like, I, 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 I don't know. I, because that's the thing, like. Quick cut fight scenes are actually something that you can do, and I think he pulled it. I I feel he pulled it off decently. Um, the yeah, key with quick cut, a little too WWE for me, but that's well, that that yeah. I will say the key to quick cut fights is that you always have to make sure people are looking at the right spot on your screen for the next cut. So like, if you have yeah. like an object that you want people to be looking at in one cut, and you're cutting to another one, you better make sure you want them looking at that spot when you cut to the next shot. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you do, if you have people's eyes going all over the place, it can that that is what makes it jarring. Um, but yeah, the other option is just do long shots, which is what Ryan Coogler, who did the first movie, he loves his long shots, and those look great too. No, <laughs> um, Steven Spielberg's also one that loves his long shots. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you does. know, I, I'm not gonna lie, long shots are pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know, but there's directors who can also pull off the quick edit, too, and use George it Miller. also to not mm-hmm. only, like, Miller's good. Miller's mm-hmm. not the one I was going to use, but Miller wasn't the example I was going to use. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, but I was going to yeah. say, Edgar Wright, He, but what he does, and he, uh, there's other directors that are really great with this, he can also use, like, something as simple as a pan mm-hmm. for something as some to push the story along, mm-hmm. or even so comedic effect. Or kind of, or even something as simple as 
lighting or under lighting or over lighting something for a great effect to push the story along or for again comedic effect which is what i feel edgar wright is great at yeah edgar yeah edgar wright is unique I, it doesn't really have anything to do with creed 3 but man uh, i no, love it no, just right. <laughs> cameras cameras yeah. and yeah that's what we were on but yeah um the overall story here about like this guy who's obviously bad news um, I will also say there's another creative choice in here that I didn't like because there's uh, the point where, spoilers, um, Creed's mother, uh, or like, adopted mother, well, it's essentially his mother, she raised him. His she, mother. Felicia Rashad. She dies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, I think they do a good job de- giving you that punch, although a couple of the cuts went a little bit too fast and didn't quite get to land quite as hard as it could have. Yeah. But after she dies and after that funeral, there's this pretty long exposition uh, dump between uh, Adonis and uh, Bianca where you essentially learn all of Dame's backstory, him and Dame's backstory. And I really felt like that would have been better handled if we like learned it throughout. Like I think it will have actually been because it was actually something I assumed so it would have made sense to explain very early on that like you know, Dame went to prison because Adonis got away. And I thought that won't have been something much better to introduce earlier in the movie to explain why he feels obliged to help him. Because he kind of figures something like that, but like, yeah. <laughs> we don't know until you mean that like until we would very that, late like, into the movie. I think like if, yeah, I think we, if we got the full cut of the flashback scene, yeah. like when they were sitting down at the diner, yeah. But it, again, it, it, I'm with you. I it, it's something I kind of figured yeah. how it happened. Like he took the fall for him or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I kind of felt that was a interesting choice to have that be told. Now, as far as Creed's yeah. mother dying, the whole time I thought it was going to be Rocky that dies that gives him the motivation to go back there and beat his ass. Yeah. But when his mom died, I go, "Oh, Rocky's not in this." Yeah, that's right. Mm. Oh. Okay. Well, I guess Rocky come back in the next one. Hopefully, uh, Sylvester Stallone. Like, I like Sylvester Stallone, so I'd love him to come back. I was just pointing he didn't have a cameo. Although, at the same time, I also, like, they gave him a good out at the end of Creed 2. He's out spending time with his family. So I get not having him back. And they they brought back almost every other character from the, the Creed movies in this one. They're, like, all there. They did. Um, I think it's, like, only Sylvester Stallone and uh, Dolph Lundgren don't return. And that's like it. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised to see uh, Victor there. Yeah, Victor Drago returns. Uh, Ricky it was Conlon cool, though. Returns. And it was all, and it was also really cool to see them being chummy with each other. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. I yeah. was like, that's, that's cool. That's cool that they're like having fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but he's also there to help them get better. That's, yeah. that, that's respect. Yeah, no, it shows a you know a degree of not just professionalism, but just like you know being an yeah. adult, you know, just like hey, yes. we and have this history, like, but hey, you know what, we're we're gonna evolve past this. We're gonna. I'm very happy that they didn't go like the uh, the end of Jedi route. The end of Jedi route. <laughs> yeah, the end of Return of the Jedi. You know how oh. the ghosts show up at the end, oh. and it would have been like hollow, standing there. <laughs> That would have been funny, though. But yeah, no, that would not fit this tone of this movie at all. Yeah, no, it um, would not at all. Yeah, no, just overall, I think this is a good movie. I really like, um, 
at the end, obviously, the the Dame and, and Adonis are not thrilled with each other, but at the end, they kind of have a, you know, they kind of reconcile a bit. Um, yeah. And I, I like that. Overall, this is a good one. It, I think, so far, I think the Creed movies are getting worse, a little bit worse of every entry, but they're not bad yet. Um, I mean, so, they haven't quite gotten to Rocky Five or Happy Birthday, Polly yet. Well, no, so. we haven't got. Like, I would actually say, so I would say, I think the first Rocky is better than the first Creed, a little bit, but not, a, but a little bit better. And I would say the fir- the second Rocky, I think, is a little bit better than the second Creed. Now, I would actually say, I think this Creed Three is better than the third Rocky. Yeah, I mean, this one didn't have Thunderlips, so yeah. Yeah, and, ultimately, and that that's that's the interesting <laughs> thing, like. I guess that one, I don't know if that was Sylvester Stallone's direction, because, yeah, the, the third one in the Rocky franchise definitely went a bit goofier and lighter. And, you know, this one went darker. And I yeah. I like, I kind of like having Creed have his own little standalone movie. I do, too. I, yeah. I, I did like the darker tone of this one as well. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I, I also kind of felt like the nefarious reveal, I guess. Yeah. Of uh, Dane. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought it was just like, a little too comic booky. Yes, yes. I think. Well, I mean, what we're seeing, what we're seeing well, is that it feels like evidence of a first-time director. And I don't want to bash Michael B. Jordan too much because this is a yeah. good effort from a first-time director. Like, as far as a, a a first outing, this is good, and it's a good movie. It's overall a good movie. So that's a win in his book. I want to see. I want to see I mean, a sophomore I, effort now. I, I still like two better, but that's oh just, yeah, that's my yeah. I still like two better, but that's my me that's too. Just me. Absolutely, I I am in a hundred percent agreement. But yeah, Creed three yeah. worth checking out. If you like the first two, definitely it check is, out this one. Yeah, it's it, it is a great continuation of the story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ray for John Wick. Yeah. John Wick three. Yes. 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 John Wick three. Yes. John Wick. Yes, I John am Wick three. Holy one. sweet good God! Everything is going to try oh. to kill him in this one. Everything. <laughs> uh, this one was just so much better than two. You see, I prefer you, you were, two, but man, this is you manic. Were, you were mm. right about you were right about like the story and like the yeah. action kind of being like you know the action right here and the mm-hmm. story being like this. Yeah, and the action being like that. The second one's kind of more like about even. They go yeah. up and down. Third one, the story stays about there. The action is just yeah, no, that, through the roof. Like, that is from really, the start. That is really I what this one story. has. Like the the yeah. story here is really meh. It's just you know assassins yeah. trying to kill John Wick and that's it. But man, the action yeah. here is yeah. No, this is definitely the best action of the. I mean, I'm a so little, far, I'm opinion. a little disappointed that the 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 shaved head lady. Yes, uh, the lady, what was her the name? assassin, the, yeah, the assassin who the was like trying to like, yeah. I'm surprised, like, really, nothing happened. Like, no action scene. We got nothing with her other than her just giving monologues. I thought that was a little weak. I kind of wanted to see well, at least her raise some hell. Or now, I, I something. mean, I feel like they're kind of leaving her for the next one. That's the thing, like. I am still or just on to be board fodder for the opening credits. Yeah, I am still on board for more John Wick movies, but I am concerned because, like, 
like I said, this story is just kind of all over the place, and it, it is definitely just flat-out excuses for action scenes at this point. But also, to its credit, yeah. th- this is fucking good action scenes. Just holy shit. Mm. In all reality, though, like, how, how much longer can they continue off the main thread of this? I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I mean, this it, is, it like is a thread that's getting thinner three. and thinner. <laughs> Like, I, I kind of thought the one to two was thin. Mm-hmm. The brother of the Russian guy? Like, I mean, I'm sorry. I would at least think one Russian has the opinion of, what did my nephew do? Mm. Who He did that to who? Mm. Okay. And he did what to my brother? Mm. Hey, John. Mm. <laughs> We're cool. Mm. <laughs> my brother's an idiot. But no, he's gonna kill him. And I went, all right, let's let's see where this goes. And it ended with you know John killing that other assassin mm-hmm. in the Continental. Which yeah, yeah okay, this is cool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for three. Let's get into three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how this one ended though. It's I I, I they kind of did the same thing as the ending to two. Yeah. Right. But well, I'm, the thing. Still, I'm here for it still, yeah. I mean, when 2 ended, I was like, okay, they'll, they, I, that makes sense. They're going to do a trilogy. And then, like, I watch this one, and it's like, Jesus Christ, this is great action. And then it does the same thing at the end. It's like, oh, how many of these are going to be? Because, like, yeah. I don't want these to start sucking. And so far, they got I pretty mean, solid movies. <laughs> is this the one prediction that The Simpsons almost got right? Instead of Schwarzenegger doing these, it's like, you know, Keanu Reeves, like McBain. Yeah. Oh, my God. John Wick, 87. (laughs) Wheel him around in a wheelchair. Yeah. (laughs) The Baba Yaga. (laughs) He's telling nursery rhyme. He's telling, like, nightmares to children. No, it's... Yeah, this is... Like I said, this is one I... Like, watching it earlier today, because I just saw it earlier today, like, I was just remembering how just absolutely manic this one is. Because it's like, you just start watching it, and all of a sudden it's like John Wick in a fight for his life. And then immediately following, he he gets injured, and he gets a little bit of medical attention, then boom, in a fight for his life. And then boom, in a fight for his life. And it's like, yeah, they're good action scenes, but like, I think it's kind of creative how it does that, because it's like, you're getting exhausted by the action, but then you're thinking about the fact that, yeah... This is a kind of what John's going through right now. Like, uh, yeah. he's just like, fuck, yeah, are absolutely. you serious again? Are you, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> just... Nurse of assassins, great. Of course there are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really this, yeah. just absolutely love the action scenes. Um, the adjudicator was definitely a bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now like, I, I kind of was... was just like, well, the scene with all three of them in the same room, I went, yeah. shoot this bitch in the head. Like, yeah. John, will you please just kill her? Like, I'm I'm tired of listening to her. I'm tired of her empty threats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, the other character. Oh, yeah, the, the main assassin she hires. Like, he's awful, but, like, at the same time, like, there's this weird charm to him. Like, he's a complete fucking dick. But oh, he also like, is a hard fanboy. out? Yeah, he's, he's a complete John Wick fanboy. Like, you just think he's this, like, bloodthirsty assassin, and then all of a sudden they have this moment where they're just sitting down. And then he's like, I just want to tell you, man, I'm a massive fucking fan. Like, you have not disappointed. This has been awesome. You're doing great, man. It's like, really? (laughs) And John, like, just has a look on his face. It's like the audience is like, 
are we serious right now? This is what we're doing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I guess the major character introduced here, which I met, I think I saw is coming back, will be Halle Berry, Sophia. Yeah. Um, I will say her dogs were fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Halle Berry was. That was actually a very nice addition to this movie. Yeah, I. I I was very surprised. I was like, oh, cool. Halle Berry's making a cameo. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Halle's sticking around. No, it's a fairly substantial and then, role. Mm. Yeah. And, well, uh, this was just like right when they first introduced her. And I thought, oh, cool. You know, he's going, oh, cool. Halle's put that character. She's making a cameo. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just must have missed the dialogue where, you know, he took her with her. Mm-hmm. And then when they're at the castle, I was like, oh, Halle's sticking around. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And then that whole scene played. I was like, oh, Halle don't fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's like, oh. He shot the dog, and fortunately, you know, the dog had a bulletproof vest, but yeah. That that triggered yeah, no, her enough. That... <laughs> I mean, I love Braun from mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. As soon as that happened, I was like, fucking, tra- fuck that, no. Other yeah. dog. I, that's like, that's what you call the other dog, a chopper sick balls. Yeah. <laughs> Those dogs did seem to sick balls quite a bit, too. Yeah, they did. That was hilarious. Like, Damn. <laughs> she is training them not to fuck around, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I may or may not have just every time, like, good boy, good boy, who's a good boy, good <laughs> dog. But yeah, um, I think, yeah, I just, I want these movies to keep on being good. I'm, I'm looking forward to the fourth one, but like, yeah, just the story gets thinner and the action gets better. And I know at some point, if they keep on going, there's going to be a point where just it, like, the story will just be terrible and the action won't be able to, to sustain well, it. <laughs> I, to, it almost seems like this one, it, it's kind of the next one coming up from mm-hmm. what I can tell from trailers and from where they left off. Because I remember I saw like a full like long, like kind of like, I guess, like the Red Band trailer for four mm-hmm. right after we watched two. And actually, I saw it as a trailer, as a commercial on Peacock <laughs> while nice. watching two. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, OK, cool. Whatever. Uh, yeah, so I think that he's going after the ultimate head figure guy. Yeah. Like, not the dude that he saw in, in 3. Like, his that dude's boss. From yeah, I would assume so. Like, the dude above the table or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like the guy who not all, who, who doesn't take, who takes more than fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Good movie. Um, yeah, good movie. Good movie. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for cool action scenes, I don't know if you're going to get much better than this. I yeah, I don't. I don't. I can't think of any. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see what. Oh yeah, Shazam! Right for Shazam. Yeah, Shazam. Shazam. Uh, yeah. This is fun. Um, this one was yeah. This was probably the first DCEU movie that I watched. That I was just like. All right, awesome. That was pretty much solid from beginning to end. Good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, this one was very good, and it kind of proved that, like, I kind of thought, like, okay, you guys can, this is something that could actually hang with a Marvel movie in, like, yeah. general audience appeal, which I kind of feel has always been DC's kind of, like, Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. They, they, I guess they rely too much on their audience being familiar with the canon as yeah. opposed to the audience being unfamiliar with it, but explaining it all to them. While there's like, 
You could say that they did that with the Batman, but at this point, do we really need to see Bruce Wayne's parents die again? Yeah. I think it's kind of common knowledge that they die when he was yeah. a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so like seeing that was... Uncle Ben die again. It's like, we yeah. it. we know the origin. We know. We know. We know it. It's, 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 it's iconography. Or, yeah, it's iconic at this point. Yeah, it's one of those things but... where it's like, if you have a super creative way to introduce it, go ahead. But other than that, just leave it be. We know. We... And this one, it got into the lore of Shazam mm-hmm. right off the bat. Yeah. Told you what it is, what what to do. It's like, or like what to, like the parameters of how the power is in the great one. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Understood that. We meet the villain right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Meet the antagonist right off the bat. Mm-hmm. We understand what we're dealing with. And then we start meeting the character. Then we meet Billy Batson. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just go from there. Meet the whole family. Yeah, it, well, this just like how this was a very well executed story. Even from I don't even know much about the character Shazam. Yeah, but I still feel like I know just well enough just from that. Yeah, no, this does a great job of introducing him. And um, one of the really solid things about this movie is that like the DCEU, it was kind of an issue. It's kind of the issue with the Snyderverse, really. Um, so you get, like, The Man of Steel, which is, I think, an almost good Superman movie. I think that was close to being, like, I agree. a classic Superman movie, but they kind of, like, fucked it up. But, like, part of the problem is it, it's, like, it is a dark and gritty Superman. So, and then you carry it over and you have a dark and gritty Batman, and now Batman has to be even darker and grittier than Superman. And it's like, ugh, this isn't great. And then... Wonder Woman was decent, but even that one had. It's it's definitely a darker movie with a darker edge. I'll I'll definitely say yeah. that. And then this one, what I like about this is that the villain here definitely has a dark edge, but like the hero is just like tonally just perfectly what the hero should be. They aren't trying to add a dark edge to Shazam here. It's a it's a no. it's a teenage kid who gets superpowers and thinks they're cool. And they, they treat it and exactly think, like, like that. They... The only thing dark really is more just with Billy and his like mother. Yeah. Which God, that and is they, that is sad. <sighs> that is sad, yeah, it really is. But th- that tonally that's I think like the saddest thing and that maybe just like at first getting used to his new arrangement. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, living with that family. Which he ends up like loving all of them. So Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's a great, like, theme to the movie about how, you know, the the family, you know, your family is who accepts you. Your, fa- your family is the people who love you, not the people who are necessarily biologically related to you. Because, like, the villain has, is raised by his biological family, and they're assholes to him. They're terrible to him. Yeah, like, and then, all the time. Yeah, and then. No reason. And then Billy just has a foster family who are wonderful to him. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, they're showing a different dynamic that, like, you know, and, just and, being a biological parent doesn't really mean shit. Doesn't. And something else that I really liked about this movie, too, was mm-hmm. typically in movies, you know, we, we see foster parents as mean, mm-hmm. abusive, or just yeah. like shitty. These are parents that genuinely loved all of those kids. Yeah. And was there for them and cared for them. And honestly, it was kind of like a nice breath of fresh air to see that actually depicted on screen. Yeah. 
Yeah, like here. an actual caring foster parents, or even ones that are attentive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's some that are unattentive in most cases. Yeah, I mean, like I said here, the, the villains are the biological parents. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, that's not normal, but, you know, it, it's nice. It's a nice change of pace. And I, like I said, I love the, the contrast between uh, Billy and uh, Dr. Savannah. Savannah. Right, yeah. Whatever. Like, because, like, you know, Billy is, like, a light, you know, carefree teenager just trying to find his mom and kind of being a dick to his uh, foster family in the process. And the doctor is a psycho killer who just wants his powers and will do anything for him. Yeah. Yeah. It it, kind of requires Billy to grow up kind of quickly. And the movie does a really good job of showing all this. Um and, like, it, it works. From beginning to end, it works. It's the first... Like I said, it's the first DCEU movie. I came out of the theater and said, that was good. That, like, really yeah. knocked out of the park. Like, I, I like the original Wonder Woman. But, like, this one... Like, the original Wonder Woman, even coming out of the theater, I was like, that was good, but that ending... Ugh. And this one, like, I didn't even have that ending moment. The end... You know, it, the ending works. The ending... Oh, yeah, yeah. The ending to that was a little woof. Yeah. It was a little woof. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah... This is a good job. I think overall the performances were excellent. Um, even though you, I feel like a lot of the foster kids don't get that much screen time. Um, they get like a little bit at least. And you, you get to know at least a couple of them. Obviously, Freddie, you know quite a bit. And then uh, probably yeah. after that would be like Mary and Darla. And then the other two are definitely there. But they're, they they definitely are a little bit sidelined. But well, uh, I... I kind of have a feeling that, like, in this next one, we're going to get to see all of them, like, acting yes. together. Yeah, no, I, I imagine team, we which, do. Yeah. Which it definitely I, seems I, like I what imagine, they're going to. Which I, I kind of really can't wait to see uh, Billy and Freddy both working together, too. Because yeah. I could say, like, the two, well, the two kid actors have, like, a natural, great comedic chemistry together mm-hmm. like they both work very well together and i'm pr- and i kind of want to see that again but even with the adult actors well even the adult shazam and the kid freddie had a great like repertoire between the two of them mm-hmm. yeah no that's the thing like uh yeah zachary levi and uh the the kid who played freddie had a great chemistry and i am interested to see the adult version see if they have the same chemistry as well um yeah. it seemed like they the did like like kid a little bit Freddy. I it, it midway through watching Shazam earlier, I it, it kind of remembered like, oh, that's right, he was in it. Was he? That yeah. seems familiar. He, he was in, yeah, he was in the remake of it. Yeah, one with the country uh, act. Yes. <laughs> the the yes. Yeah. He was good there too. Hey, he was great in that. Yeah, was Eddie. Eddie. That's was it. Eddie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen part one in a while, but part one was really good. Part two, I have issues with, but I remember enjoying it overall. All yeah. right. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah, it worked as an ending. It worked. It could have gone a lot yeah. worse. Could have gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we know how it could have gone. Yeah, we, we've, we've seen I'm that. I'm a little sad too. that we didn't get the Prince Albert. I'm a little sad that we didn't get the Prince Albert in the can and then the waha, waha, waha. <laughs> That's really what I feel the It remake was missing. It was missing essentially just Tim Curry. 
Yeah. Being Tim Curry in the library. Well, Tim just Curry's that part. just a legend. Well, Anything that. is better with yeah. Tim Curry. This is just fact. Mm. I heard the greatest Tim Curry story I ever heard was uh, from uh, this video of a con, and it was Bruce Campbell. And he was talking about uh, their time when they worked on Congo together. Mm -hmm. And, oh. like, honestly, this is, like, the, the greatest sentence ever. And just the fact that it came from Bruce Campbell, I feel, is just even better. Uh, it was like, so there I was with uh, Tim Curry on top of a, vol a volcano drinking champagne. And he was telling me about how Rocky Horror Picture Show single-handedly saved several small independent theaters across America. Mm. I mean, really, the beginning of that story is like uh, sitting on top of a volcano with Tim Curry drinking champagne. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Every part of that just sounds like just, oh, my God, that's awesome. Yeah. It's just very, very cool. Yeah. But also, I knew that about Rocky Horror, but I guess Bruce hadn't. That's how he found out about it. He, Tim Curry told him. Nice. On top of a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> Because they were in the movie Congo together. Yeah. Which is well, Bruce Campbell. A, a reason why. Bruce Campbell's just in the beginning yeah. shortly, isn't he? Or, yeah, he is. He is. He's yeah, just in yeah. the Well, he's in the beginning, yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think they also had him play dead, too. So in the end, when they find the dead body that's still Bruce there, no. they just, like, you know, tell him to lay still. Mm -hmm. it, it might have been a thing where it's like, dude, I don't want to come back and play the dead body. You get to meet Tim Curry. Okay, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> No, no, no. That was the first day of filming. They did uh, all of his scenes later. Yeah. It's but, Bruce, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Shazam's awesome. It's totally worth checking out. Yeah, I am Shazam is awesome. The sequel. Yeah. Um, the sequel looks good. So uh, I like I, like the box office receipts for these movies. Don't like the first one didn't light it up, but got good board of mouth. Yeah. And the second one looks like it's going to be a very soft opening. Well, this one, well, yeah, this mm -hmm. one, if I recall, it came out in uh, like December of twenty nineteen. April? Yeah, it's actually on posters. April fourth. It came out a couple weeks okay. after. Was it after or before Captain Marvel? It was in the same time frame. I think it was a couple weeks after Captain Marvel. Because, yeah, two Captain Marvels were in the box office yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Mr. Marvel, right? No, no. The, the Shazam, no, when it he is was Captain... first grade, was Captain Marvel. Mm. He was, yeah, he was called Captain Marvel. Mm. Yeah. It was before Marvel That's Comics right. even existed. <laughs> yeah. It was so... timely then. It was... it was timely then, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I... I know the, the second one, the box office, the projections don't look great. And I, I'll be blunt. I think it's because we have quite a few noteworthy movies coming out back to back to back. And I think they're eating themselves. Um, well, I think that that that's a theory. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I have another one. And I, I think it's might just be because of like James Gunn's announcement. That 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 actually, I think that probably plays into it as well significantly because there's a yeah. question of whether or not Shazam yeah. will stay in there. According to Zachary Levi, he is sticking around, but yeah, it's all up in the air at this point. Especially if this movie does not have a good box office, I could see Warner Brothers being like, I "Okay, let's just shelve this." <laughs> yeah, I think that's really what it's going to rely on. But I know that there's not a lot of people who are getting excited about this either. Mm-hmm. So it, it it also kind of concerns me mm -hmm. a bit 
but that also could mean it could just be a sleeper hit, mm-hmm. but it concerns me because like maybe, you know, Warner and DC are suppressing hype on it or anything. Not just because it may suck or be bad, but maybe just because they're not wanting people to get their hopes up for anything else. Yeah. Because we know it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. We already know what's on the docket with James Gunn, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know, it concerns me because this one I really feel was like an actual hit for DC. Yeah. It was so actually I think a solid all-around movie. It, I still think shelving this would be a serious mistake on their part. And Warner Brothers... But it would also be a serious... I mean, I, I have some opinions about them moving forward with The Flash. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot yeah. of my faith comes from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know word is apparently Flash is really good, and God damn it, that trailer was awesome. But That trailer did look really good, and it's kind of... Mm-hmm. It, it's it's horrible. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I mean... It ain't cool what Ezra pulled. No. It's not cool at all. No, what uh what uh what they did was was not cool at all. Yeah. And if it uh, uh, I I I can't I don't want to say it was I I know it's not a publicity thing. It's probably just a mental break or just like you know yeah. like a strung out sort of thing. Or just the deviant behavior is just deviant behavior. No, I I I don't we know. don't know the full it's, story, I, and there's a decent chance we will we don't. never know the full story. We won't. But, yeah, yeah. He, they definitely did some shit. Um, yeah, not cool. So yeah, we will have to see because I, I do imagine yeah. that the big plan for that movie is just to re- reset everything that they're gonna reset. Which I mean, honestly, Flashpoint does allow them the opportunity to do that. It so, does. Mm-hmm. It does. And that's kind of the, with, with the story arc and with DC characters, Flashpoint does give that exact chance just to literally hit the reset button on mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. No, Flashpoint and, is handy for that. Yeah. I don't know. It, but I, again, I feel like a lot of that, a lot of the lower or less hype or not, or not hype that we're seeing for the new Shazam is coming from that. So. If anything, they'll probably do what they have did because everyone was so excited for Batgirl to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that no, I can. No, yeah. The, the Batgirl, like, okay, they want to release Flash and just say it's the last one with Ezra Miller. Okay. But, like, shelving Batgirl kind of annoys the shit out of me because it's like, listen, yeah, am I always- Batgirl's biggest yeah. fan? No, but am I interested? Absolutely, yes. Um, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I was very excited to see what they were going to do with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, at first I was like, okay, they're doing a Batgirl. Then it's like, okay, Brendan Fraser's the villain. Michael Keaton will return as Batman 89. He'll be in that universe. I'm like, oh. Fuck yeah. Let's see it. Oh, yeah. yeah, Brendan Fraser as a villain? Yeah. I mean, how dare how dare you, Warner? Yeah. And then... Just and then because they... you did that, you, just because you you took that away, you, you owe us a mummy movie. <laughs> with Rachel Weiss. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get Rachel Weiss back because that 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 last one was. And good. Jonathan, <laughs> and Jonathan. He well, Jonathan you was in the last one, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, mm. he was. Yeah. He was. But still, mm-hmm. like you know, the three of them back. Mm-hmm. You owe us a new mummy movie mm-hmm. for sure. Rick's retired. 
And he's just so fed up with all this shit. <laughs> but yeah. Just, just, he... But yeah, I think Shazam, it hits all the points it needs to hit. I think it's a very good movie. It's the first solid one from the DCEU, and it's probably going to get rebooted here in a few weeks. Probably. But you know what? I'm excited to see the second one. It'll be in theaters in a couple weeks. I will be going there to check it out. Yeah, I will be as well. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that t- that one too. But uh, let's see. Anything you want to say about Shazam before we do closing? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Like, uh, I echo a lot that you said. Like, the family points throughout the movie were great. Uh, I already talked about how great it was to see actually caring foster parents in the yeah. movie. Uh, the performances by the villain were. Great. Yeah, Mark Strong is great. Mm. He is good. He is good. Uh, the accent was a little iffy at times, but you know that's eh, that, that, he, that's he's doing cool. the Mark... cheesy villain accent. It works. <laughs> he is, but it was it worked. It worked for him, and you know he sold it beautifully. Mm-hmm. I've seen him sell it with his natural speaking voice, and it's terrifying. Yeah. I know he's a great actor. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I enjoyed this all around. I'm excited for the second one. Um, like my concerns for the future of DC. Mm-hmm. No, like uh, I, I'll be blunt. Uh, yeah. I think overall the future of DC looks decent. I just don't like mm-hmm. some of the stuff they're going to have to do to, to get there. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it like say what I mean, you will about the Snyderverse. Because I overall like I do think it's important to move past the Snyderverse. Because holy shit, people yeah, won't shut yeah. up about and do, it. Do I do but I agree it's that not we've... all bad? It's not. All... Well, do I agree with James Gunn in saying that you know we've seen Batman and Superman, we know their stories. We're not gonna we need we don't need to see them again. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. I would like to see more agree. of Batman explored, but I largely agree with it. When mm-hmm. I say that, I would like to see more of like the Bat Family on the screen. Yes, yes, definitely. Like I would like to have a Dick Grayson Nightwing. Yeah, movie. I want a Nightwing movie, absolutely. Like, like that, you know, that, like that Chris, is like Chris O'Donnell playing nightly <laughs> i don't know about that but yeah no i would I, I, I mean if he if he can just be like you know a little grittier mm-hmm. but under james's direction like like he's gonna fuck some shit up mm-hmm. chris o'donnell i don't know i just i always like the nightwing characters yeah. i'd definitely be on board for I too. a nightwing I do too. Uh, movie i do too Although i just I want, yeah i just want a nightwing movie i actually would like to see like actually and we'll see what they do because i think the first batman movie is gonna have damien as robin but i, I don't know i also feel like there's a missed opportunity because i'd love to see the storyline where dick grayson decides to break away and become nightwing as well but yeah we will see yeah. what they come up with but yeah well, i love maybe nightwing. Maybe with the Davian Wayne, that might be a good way to bring Nightwing in. Mm-hmm. Like they're out on patrol one night, and he's out there showing him, and then Nightwing shows up, and he's just like, it's "Good to see you, Dick." Mm-hmm. He turn, you know, Batman hears him approaching because he's Batman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I'll base. I, I I won't really be set in my opinion until I see Swamp Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, but next week, Scream 6, we cover, like, if you're interested in seeing our thoughts on the other five Scream movies, we covered them last year. It's all in the podcast. We have. It's right there. Yeah, they are. You can go through the back catalog. Overall, I think my, my overall feelings are that I enjoy them all, but three is the worst one. <laughs> yeah, well, you've heard the uh, talks and, like, you know, what the, what Kevin Williams' original idea for three was? 
Uh, I've heard some ideas behind it. Um, I know there's supposed to be two killers as normal. (laughs) There's supposed to be, uh, yeah, like uh, the lady who was playing Sydney was supposed to be the other killer. Yeah. And it was Mm -hmm. still going to be Roman. It was still going to be Roman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But just like she's also another killer in Mm -hmm. it. But also, one of the original plots that, or the original idea Kevin had, was that like Stu was alive from prison, controlling mm-hmm. and pulling all the strings? Yeah, which I know that theory has been like bounced around so much. I, I'm not gonna lie, I've gotten a little sick one. of it. <laughs> I, I, me too. But mm-hmm. here's the weird thing: I think about it, it holds some water. Yeah, no, it it like. As far as bringing yeah. characters back, that's like they're bringing back Kirby in this one. So if you can bring back Kirby, well, I you could have brought back possible. Kirby in the yeah. second and in, in, in five, and I wouldn't have batted it. I, I wouldn't yeah. have even thought twice about it. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I, 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 we well in like you know, keen eyed fans saw that little YouTube video when I'm, uh, um, Kiwi was watching uh, uh, videos on YouTube about about the. Stab series where there was an interview with you know Woodsboro survivor Kirby Reed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was another thing of like you know a theory video is Stu Mocker still alive? Which mm-hmm. I think that is also maybe like the long history of like you know the filmmakers trolling the fans. Yeah. With the yeah. Fans. I think there's a lot of because I <laughs> I know that too. The like the script leaked out. Mm-hmm. Before it was like from while they were shooting, or like after it had wrapped, so they had to all go back and reshoot like a new ending. Ooh, mm. yeah. Which uh, Callie was the killer. Mm. Callie and Mickey were the killers in that one. So Mrs. Loomis was the addition. But uh, I don't two know. Two worked that, a lot better that... though. Yeah. Mm. Huh? Yeah. Two. Two yeah, was overall two were, solid. Two, yeah. Two, two, Two is yeah. Two is a great sequel. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's well. Hey, since we're gonna talk about it next week, how about real quickly we just give our rankings of them? Ooh, a ranking. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I could probably yeah. come up with that fairly quickly. Uh, you want to yeah. do worst to to best? Yeah, worst to best. Okay. So number number five seed for me is definitely Scream Three. Um, Scream Three. Are you going with three as well? I assume. Yeah, yeah, I will yeah, go no, with three as well. There was a lot of it I liked. Movie. I love Parker Posey in it, but yeah, Parker Posey is yeah. just such a bitch, and I yeah. love whenever she's just such a bitch. I yeah. love her. I love her. Yeah. The the killer doesn't make any sense in that one, and yeah. <laughs> no, Sydney had the same reaction to it as I did. Yeah. Huh? Like, the fuck? Like, who, the fuck <laughs> who, who the fuck are um, you? Let's see. Number four seed. I might go with the more recent one. I might go Scream Five. Yeah, before Scream. yeah, that's uh, I'm with you on that one. I I enjoyed that, and it yes. definitely I is a, a torch a passing. Movie. I definitely think yeah. it's a solid step up from three too. But yeah, um, yes, and it is a definite like upgrade from four. Yeah, it's 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 a classic revival, and they higher. even bring it up like that. But, it's a you know yeah. soft reboot revival, and it works. Yeah. Uh, I think Dewey has the biggest role in that movie. I think his death is like really well done honestly um it does suck to lose him but yeah um i think they do a good job with it well 
I mean, even before he walked in, I, I told, I even said, you know, like, I have a feeling Dewey's going to die. Yeah. Like, I just have a feeling his number's up. And I, I mean, just, I don't, yeah, I had a feeling going in, like, a bad feeling we're losing one of them. And I mm-hmm. kind of have that same feeling with this one. Like, we're, we might, I don't know, Gail's ticket might get pushed. I was about to say, I think Gail's the only one returning with this one, because I... I don't yeah. like the fact that they dis- decide not to pay uh, Nev Campbell because it's like it, I don't know if they didn't have a big role for her and decide to cut it, then I get it. But like I don't know, yeah. if they had a decent but role. They and definitely didn't want to pay her. Fuck you guys, pay her. You're making money. Mm. I mean, they definitely. I don't know. She said she felt she was underutilized in in six and I, or five. Yeah, five. And I, to a degree, yeah. I kind of agree. I very much agree. I mean, for someone I mean, who was essentially the, the main tr- character yeah. in the first four, I feel like in five, she was probably the lesser of the three returning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, we'll see where they go with this. We'll see where then, they go with it. Uh, let me think. So number three seed. What would be number three seed? Four. I'm actually going with two. Okay. But I, I will say, I think one, two, and four are all really fucking good movies. Um, they are. I just really like. <sighs> Four was one I was I I went back into it not really with high expectations. I was really impressed how well it handled stuff. So yeah, I I went in with very low expectations. Yeah, but was very satisfied with it overall. And then, um, the one thing that I did appreciate that I noticed upon like future watchings mm-hmm. or rewatchings was that it was filmed. In a very similar way as the first three, like they didn't use digital cameras for that. Like, yeah, well, it yeah. had this, it had a similar look mm-hmm. to it, which I really thought I really appreciated that touch. And also, it's it, it's Wes's last film, mm-hmm. and yes, so that one kind of holds yes, a special place to me because it was um, the last film he ever worked on. For me, yeah, for me, two kind of ends up in this spot. You, you, like, even though I think this one and four and one are really good, but like, I put two here. Yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like they kind of jumped the gun with Randy's death. I feel like they had more stuff to do with him, but they just decide, fuck it, let's do the wild card one. Um, and yeah, there's, there's, I don't know, there's some creative stuff with, with done with this one. Yeah, it's really tight between these three. Uh, like I'm thinking back on stuff going, oh, did I like that? And I'm looking back on, yeah, I did like that. Yeah. yeah. So I want to stress, I'm, I'm twos in the three seed, but like, fuck, it's good. And then, yeah. So the two seed, the number two seed, that's going to be four for me. <sighs> four. Yeah. Four is your, is, is your, is your number two pick? Yeah. Okay. What's yours? Two is mine. Two. two. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for both of us, I wonder yeah. what's in the one seat. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, Obviously, we picked the same one for one. <laughs> yeah, for four, it just I thought four was super creative. Like it, it, it takes the meta angle kind of to the next level, but still keeps the tension up. I love. The yeah, begin- like I think the beginning to four is kind of great. How it's just I, I, fucking yeah, I so many it. movies within a movie. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I really love that about four too. Yeah, I enjoy that so much because again, it's you know, Wes and Kevin messing with the audience. Yeah, and yeah, I just kind of dig four. And I thought Kirby and, was well, a great addition fact, to the franchise. I don't. Know. Yeah, a fun fact to that actually, um, 
the original, there was supposed to be a scene of Dewey at the house mm-hmm. of the crime scene, and it was supposed to be way more violent than yeah. what we saw in the final cut. Oh, wow. Like, one of them was going to be hanging from a chandelier. And, yeah. Like, you know, like a big reveal, just like four. Like, holy crap. But then I think about it is how the hell did Rory Corkin lift, like, yeah. that girl? Like, she weighed more than him. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie <laughs> did not, was not a muscle bound guy. <laughs> yeah no i mean we could talk killers after uh we watch the new one mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> do our yeah. killer list next week. so i think our number one seat is the first one and yeah that it's one's the classic that, fuck, it, it, that this sets the stage I, <laughs> I mean i compare it to like when with the slasher ones you know you have your big dogs in this you know freddie michael jason your leprechaun, Chucky, mm-hmm. Leatherface, like Pinhead, Hellraiser, Candyman, like all of the first installments of all of those movies are just strong entries on their own, is what mm-hmm. make them as iconic as they are. This, but that first one, man, that opening scene mm-hmm. is still just one of the most iconic things in horror. Yeah. Like every bit of it is just it, it, it's almost so iconic within the genre now that it's kind of almost like a trope mm-hmm. <laughs> like they made a trope well, while making fun of them yeah no that's one of those things like when you deal with horror comedies what you usually deal with are movies that are a bit like essentially comedies with horror elements like uh shauna yeah, yeah i would yeah. definitely call a horror comedy that's a comedy of horror or idle elements. hands yeah or idle hands yeah. But the exceptions would be something like the first scream or uh, totally different tonally, but like Evil Dead 2. Movies that are definitely yeah, more too. horror, but have horror, comedy but elements. have some comedy element. Yeah. 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 But well, Evil yeah, Dead that's... 2 is a great example of comedy and horror because it yeah. has quite literally both. Yeah. It, it, it kind of has the John Wick effect to it, you know, mm. where like... Um, the first one is real heavy on the horror. Yeah. It has a little bit of humor here in between, mm-hmm. but just leans really heavy into the horror. The second one is kind of a good mix between the two. Yeah. And the third one is just all comedy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what <laughs> I like comedy. about the first screen movie is definitely solidly a horror movie, but it, yeah. it, it definitely knows what it is too. And it has fun with it. Like I think the most obvious example, and it's an easy to miss scene like how it's having fun with it. Uh, you have Randy watching Halloween on the couch, and he's going, "No, Jamie, he's right behind you." As he, right. played by Jamie Kennedy, has the killer Kennedy. right behind him. <laughs> right behind him. Yeah, yeah like, no, that that oh great bit of just meta humor. Yeah, just meta. And so well, they, they even yeah. they even well they called back to that even in five, mm-hmm. where you know his niece watching that scene. Yeah, calling that out. Um. I actually recently rewatched five and I noticed something and this is just kind of more into that. I think meta humor, <laughs> like where they kind of leaned into like the, where in six or five, I feel like when they did the meta stuff, it was really just spot on and really mm-hmm. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was one. So when Tara's first getting her phone call, just like in scream while she's wearing a sweater and playing mm-hmm. with knives. Yeah. God, first one's so good. Um, she's scrolling through IMDB to see who played on stab. And in one quick shot of a close-up, you see her scroll past, you know, Mr. McHembry, you know, the principal. Yeah. And Stab, he's portrayed by Ron Howard. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, I paused it because I saw, I was like, wait, what? 
They're on ha- oh my god, that is yeah. hilarious. Yeah, they're doing happy days. They're doing ha- <laughs> that's that awesome. is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And also, I really want to see Rod Howard say that line, you know, so we could like gut you and hand you up and show you for the desensitized little shits that you are. Well, some of the funnest <laughs> stuff in those uh, sequel movies are the random clips we get from Stab of recreating scenes from other screen movies. It's like, oh my god. I mean, oh well, my- even with with five how we got to see more of that movie than we ever have before the the party scene i am just i was amazed of going like oh my god look at that they are all dressed and sitting like holy crap that is amazing that they recreated that that is so cool yeah just i was impressed with that Mm -hmm. with with five i mean i i I really enjoyed five a lot but i mean uh it's still it doesn't touch that magic of Wes. Yeah, yeah. It, Wes it, it, is. Well, that's a weird thing now. Like, like they five was a beautiful love letter to six, Wes Craven. Six though. has come out so was, quickly. Yeah. Like two years ago, there wasn't a screen movie that wasn't directed by Wes Craven, and now in a little yeah. bit, a third of them aren't going to be directed by him, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, but and, yeah. And, and even in less time, and even in less time. The same percentage of them will be not written by Kevin Williamson. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see because Scream Six, like he's, it came, it came out. He's still really an executive fast. producer, though. Yeah, I mean, he's still an executive producer, though. So that makes me mm-hmm. very happy, at least. Yeah, and it's like, well, he's still being attached to it, so that's good. When a movie comes out really fast, like a year, it tells me either one of two things: either, um. They had a really great idea, and they were able to just get it put together. They were all inspired and just got this idea out really quickly. Or the studio pushed them to get it out quickly. Yeah. One of those is good, and one isn't. And we, I guess we'll find out next week. But yeah. <laughs> we we, we will see. find out next week. Yeah, I kept on waiting to hear them push it back. And it's like, nope, it's still happening. It's like, oh. Okay, guys. <laughs> all right, yeah. So we're going to be talking about Scream 6 next yes. week. Yes. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, what else do we got on the yeah. docket? Oh, we have first, uh, we brought up Evil Dead, the first Evil uh, Dead. And then we'll be wrapping up the first season of Last of Us. Oh, you mean I have to watch the first Evil Dead? That's... We get to watch the first Evil Dead. I'm, I, You know, I'm pretty sure I have that on Blu-ray and I haven't watched it. Because I'm pretty sure it came That's... with like a fancy steel book with that and Evil Dead 2. And I was just like, oh, I want Evil Dead 2. <laughs> That's such a shame. <laughs> That's such a shame. <laughs> yeah, he'll stand in front of Pazuzu. <laughs> oh, that'd be the you know, It's be been a while. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll like it better. I just remember not liking the first one. But Really? Yeah. I love the second one though. The second one's was it was was it more of like a freshman effort directorial thing? Because that was Sam's first movie. You see, I haven't. Well, yeah, definitely. I haven't seen it for like twenty years, so I can't give you clear ideas. I I do know I was off put by the tree race. I know. (laughs) Well, that was yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not pleasant (laughs) at all. And I know that's one thing Sam regrets about this movie. That's the one thing he wishes he could take out. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I, uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> we, 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 we were trying to go very scary, and that's something that I just think is unnecessary now. Yeah, it's like goofy funny, but at the same time, it's it's rape. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know what to think about cool. this. I don't know. 
Well, this I don't know. This these these like well, Evil Dead one and two like, mm-hmm. and I would watch these almost every weekend. So yeah, the, I love these movies. Okay, so well, I'm looking forward to it these. Pretty much ended up being a whole all horror theme next week too. So yeah, okay. yeah, That's good fun. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. But yeah, next week should be good fun. Everyone have a good one. Spooky. The scary week. Yeah, I should not do it where it's blocking the light. Eh, eh. <laughs> Books, records, films, these things matter. Call me shallow. It's the fucking truth.